What's up, guys? We are live. Eric, cue your intro, sir. Good evening, boys and girls. Try hard and speed, boys. Welcome to the only self-aware podcast that focuses on whatever it is Airsoft is all about. And that's the bullshit and trash talk that happens between between the games. So grab a beer, pour a shot, and raise a toast to our host, Cole, the Airsoft Bandit. What's up, fuckers? Cole of Guardian Tees. Uh, I own, I own yeah. both now. Yes, that is, there has been a hostile takeover. Yeah, a hostile takeover. Cole owns it now. Yeah, no, Cole, Cole's of Guardian Tees now. Corey of Guardian Tees. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my drink is hitting a little too hard yeah, too quick. So this is going to go downhill from here. Carl of BB Dynamics. What's up, guys? I'm not sure where Derek is, and I'm Eric. Um, and with us today is, is your Greg, right? Yes. Greg. Uh, so uh, Greg is opening up a... a a field i'm 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 guessing yeah field in oklahoma Oklahoma. yes that's awesome man that's super exciting yeah i'll say give us the lowdown (laughs) (laughs) they make airsoft guns buy them overwatch tactics they do games play them and then eg smoke grenades use a set 15 for 15 percent off all textile and smoke products in the u.s there's and your stuff. And, and a shout out back at Eric for being the worst hype man ever. We don't even really know what a hop up sponsor looks like, but use hop up to buy used shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. All right. Anyways, so Greg, give us the give us a lowdown on this field. It's Lycos Airsoft, right? Am I right. pronouncing that correctly? You you are. It is okay. uh it's Greek for wolf. So. I figured Lycus, Lycanthrope, Werewolf, something like that. So yeah. what's, the, what's the skinny? Well, location, specs? Like, What are you working with? Yeah, so we are about 20 minutes east of downtown Oklahoma City on 120 acres. Nice. That's um, really oh, good size. Yeah. fucking <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Uh, so we, we love it. That's why I actually wanted to, to start doing this. And, uh, you know, I've been... I've loved airsoft and I've been out of it for the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, that, uh, the opportunity to open it just kind of was there and I've been mulling it over for the last eight months of whether or not I wanted to do that. And, uh, finally I just decided I really did, you know, and sitting on that huge chunk of land, um, I decided to go for it. So, um, didn't, we're not doing, uh, your normal kind of field. We're a little bit more Milsim focused, even for our Nice. I was real, real pleased whenever I read that rule set. That was uh mm-hmm. that was spicy. I'm I'm a big fan of that. I've always I've always been a proponent of fucking simming only for ARs on well, I, not to brag on myself, but I used to own a CQB field. And as far as I'm I am i am aware, I am the first field that ever or that old field was the first field to ever have semi auto. And that was back in like two thousand and nine, semi auto only. Mm, okay. Okay. No, so, no, that's right. That was 2010. Sorry. Okay. So. so it's kind of a, kind of an auspicious time to open up a field. Uh, what do you have any like direct effects from the the Rona, or have you pretty much been because you weren't open yet, you were able to kind of wait it out, plan a little bit more, and well, we actually because of the Rona, we decided to open a little bit earlier than we were going to. Um, okay. I was looking nice. at you know everything there. People were bored. People didn't have anything to do. You know. So I was like, you know, this is something safe that people can do safer. Right. I mean, obviously you can stay in your house and be bored out of your mind and that's the safest thing to do, but that's not realistic for everybody. Um, the quarantines are lifting. And I said, you know, I just want to have something that people can go do. That's super safe. As far as on the scale of safe to not safe, you know, we're, we're about as close to safe as you can get. Yeah. So. yeah not exactly like you're rubbing up on people when you're playing airsoft, especially in 120 fucking acres. Right. Yep. So, in that in that thing, I was looking at the map earlier. We may be able to pull that up. Uh, well, like so, Carl, do you think you? Yeah, I, that? I got the so I got the website pulled up right here. Um, nice, because I, I noticed you have it. It looks like it's split up into different fields or different, so you can kind of like mix and match and work with whatever the player base looks like. Or, well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not really split up into different fields right now. Those are all mm-hmm. paddles on there, okay. uh, created. Um, but. It, it does naturally have three kind of fields, an east field, a south field, and a center field, which is perfect because, you know, if you get 40 people out, which is what we're planning to kind of max out for the next month or so, uh, just depending on whatever the federal guidelines are, um, you don't want to play on 120 acres. You know, everybody will get lost. So we're going to condense 
down to kind of the center. It's a fucked out of walking. I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to have too much walking. So. So we touched a little bit on the rule set. Do you want to just kind of like run us through that and kind of give us a lowdown of what makes you different than a bunch of the local fields or like D14 or DFWAP or any of the like bigger well, North Texas fields? You know, I'm not going to, I don't know. I don't want to name any specific differences. I just know the biggest thing that always drew, drove me crazy in airsoft was a bazillion little rules. And I'm a big firm believer in uh, big rules, make it so you don't have to have tons of little ones. So my number one rule is don't be an asshole. And um, that's a good rule. That's, that's going to be, you know, I was, the guys working on the field, they go like, well, what if someone does this? I'm going to say, well, then they're being an asshole. And I'm pretty broad. Like, it's, a, it's a good broad spectrum. Like does this. Yeah. Don't, don't be an asshole. Uh, so that's going to, I'm sorry. I, I should have asked if I was supposed to swear. Uh, no, dude, this is like the pinnacle of the place where you can say whatever you want, man. Allow swearing on this show, so if you can keep it the, the fuck down. <laughs> really Cole, appreciate it. Cole gets really offended when bro. people curse on the <laughs> podcast. It really bugs me, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the other thing we're doing is uh, even just on weekend games, yeah, BB restrictions. You know, um, semi-auto was the big thing to do a while ago, and that was a good step. But, you know, as time's gone on, the guns have continued to get more accurate. You can put down a more effective fire. And you, when I play at other places, I'm noticing that there's a lot more getting locked down and people not moving and not being able to move. And that's because the technology has continued to improve. And now we're running with these guns that can shoot rapidly on semi-automatic. Everybody's mm-hmm. tricked to do that. Uh, they can do, a, you know, a bazillion BBs downrange, even on semi-auto, and they have as many as they want. So... We're actually implementing a BB restriction and I'm going to be walking around with a vial and I might ask you to dump all your BBs into my vial. And if you have more than your weapon types allowed, you are going to be banned. Violating any of the rules, you are banned for a month and you're allowed to appeal after that month. That's going to be pretty complicated on the back end. I feel like... I don't know. Like, I want to say that you're you're not going to run into that problem and that this might fix that, but I... I really hope that that doesn't come back to bite you. And I, I genuinely mean that. Like, I'm not trying to be like, well, that's a fucking dumb rule. But like, honestly, like, I really hope that that's something that really does help. Because if there's one thing airsofters hate, it's being told what to do. So, well, and that's one thing, you know, I, I, I put out in one of my videos. I said, this feels not going to be it for everybody. And I got a lot of pushback on that. But, you know, I'm OK with that. Um, there's another great field here in town. Uh, that does a great job and we love those guys and you know we, we're going to push their store and support them and so uh you know if, if it's your it's kind of the same thing i said back in the day when i was the cost commander which hey man if you don't like the way i do things there's another team called ufs you can go join them and i'm gonna have the same attitude when i'm running a field like and that's something I wanted to kind of touch on, like what your what is your past personally, Greg? And like you obviously said that you've done a lot of AMS stuff in the past. So, yeah, if you want to touch on that, what's like what's your personal history in Airsoft? So I started playing when I was 16. That was back in 2006, I think I could be wrong. Uh, started, started just started playing in the backyard. Then I went to Irene, uh, I think six years in a row. Uh, you know, I loved Irene. I loved John Lou. I haven't been in over a decade, but you know, going to those games were great. And then uh, just kept playing. Um, you know, I started uh, playing as a commander in a lot of local games. And then um, one day, I, uh, I I asked AMS. I said, "Hey, I'm not a fan of your current leadership. I, you know, I'm not military. I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try hard. Uh, can you?" Can I have a shot? And they were like, sure, you can go play at Broken Home. And I was like, well, I wasn't expecting you to actually say yes. So that quickly. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be in the Mediterranean for two weeks before that. But if you're OK, I'll I'll get off the plane, get here at midnight and do it. And they said, yes. So that was my first time being a commander for AMS. I walked off the plane, got to the AO at midnight. And the next day we were doing Broken Home. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> So did that, did that for a couple years and got burnt out on it and, you know, got too, a uh, little too obsessed with winning, realized that uh, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> we needed to chill out and uh, yeah, just been occasionally playing once or twice a year since then. So that's kind of my history. Cool. 
Nice. Oh, I just over. I opened an airsoft field. Um, so in Oklahoma City, I actually there's a it was called Stockyard Airsoft. I opened an airsoft field. I think it was in I forget exactly when, but back 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 and ran it for about a year and then sold it to someone who is here in town now. So nice. So right on. So to uh, answer your earlier question, though, on how I plan on enforcing, you know, that kind of a rule. Um, you know, when I was running stockyards, I just made it real clear that if you violate the rules, I'm going to ban you. And I didn't really have a whole lot of issues. And I don't know if this is the case anymore, but I remember my first Irene and the, the several six after that. I mean, this is over you know, 10 years ago now, but, you know, I, I remember being terrified of breaking the rules because they were going to kick me out. I remember John Liu uh, frog marching a guy off the field and saying, sorry, you wasted your hundreds of dollars. And I, I I don't know if it's like that anymore. I haven't been in years, but it's the way it used to be. And that's, that's the way I'm planning on running this field is, you know, we're going to, we're going to let you know what the rules are, keep them real simple, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to enforce them very harshly. So there's a, um, there's a question in the comments from, uh, from Wayne Dobson and it's asking about your ammo limits. Is that going to be, it says per life or for the day, or is that going to be like per game? Oh, that's, that's just for life your okay. life you can you can drop a bag off at respawn and okay. uh, load up there so just so. when you're in play on the field you can only have however many are allotted to you correct okay. yeah yeah that makes sense and you know we we're right now we're, we're doing a soft opening and uh, we're limiting it to members only and part of that is because we want to figure some of this stuff out we are trying new stuff and we don't want to you know we had a whole group of people from dallas saying like hey we want 40 of us to come and i was like no we're not ready for 40 people from dallas to show up yet yeah that's exciting though that like people want to make the move to come there that's that's cool yeah for sure well it might have just been because of quarantine yeah (laughs) people are really fucking bored for sure oh yeah they're ready to get out there man and you know oklahoma is only especially the oklahoma city area where i am has only had you know one option for ever it seems like so it'll be nice to have you know two different options to go and play at maybe have a little friendly competition between the two force each other to be better, which is normally what happens. Yeah. That's, that's my hope. You know, um, the other field owner is a personal friend of mine and you know, we are, we've been in constant communication about this. He's been in the loop on it. And you know, that's, that's, uh, that's my hope is that, you know, I can, I can send a lot of people his way and he can spend a lot of people my way. And then uh, my hope is that with, with two options, people are going to get, they're not going to get as burnt out. They're not going to get as bored. And so, I'm hoping it'll just grow the community. Yeah. Would there be a uh, possibility for like a crossover event? Like maybe you play at one, one day and one in the other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yep. Do you have any, uh, any plans for like, I know you're trying to do a soft opening, just kind of just test the waters and see how game play flows, especially on a land that size. Um, And I know event promoters would be interested in having access to that kind of thing. Um, do you have any interest in reaching out to some of the current event promoters and being like, Hey, I've got a field for you to use and renting it out to, you know, some of the other people like AMS, Milson West, Overwatch, Overwatch, you know, like all these different people, like, is that something that you would want at your field or is, are you just trying to keep it as local and, and to the the guidelines that you want to, you want to. Well, I say I don't want to talk. I don't want to say who I've been talking with, but it's probably not hard for people to figure out. But that's already in the works. The but we need to do a lot to work on the field first. You know, we're going to spend all the money that we're basically taking in for the next several months to just build buildings. My objective is to have um, a whole kind of D fourteen town built by September. Um, not not as big as D fourteen, but you know, a sizable town out there yeah. uh, by September. Um, and then at that point, we're going to be large enough and we're going to have enough infrastructure in place that, you know, those kind of people, you know, would actually be interested, you know, we'd, we'd have that we'd be ready for that sort of a thing. But yeah, that's definitely been talked about and it's, you know, we're working on that and that's probably going to happen. Cool. So is what there, is, oh, I was, gonna, yeah, I was going to say, so you were talking about potential memberships earlier, I guess, what, I guess what's real, have you thought of like generic pricing on what you're going to do for, you know, your average customer on what like entry fee is, what is a membership? I don't know if you, yeah. yeah. 
So I've done a lot of market research. Okay. And one thing I've noticed is everybody just charges a day rate or a weekend rate and they charge everybody the same thing. And that, you know, when you have different types of players, there's always going to be winners and losers. And what I mean by that is if you're a person who shows up every single weekend, you know, the pricing structure could either benefit you or hurt you. And so I said, well, who do I want to benefit? And I said, I want to benefit the people who are helping to build my culture and showing up every weekend. Right. So I designed a, uh, sorry, pop-ups. Uh, I designed a, mem- a membership plan, 60 bucks a month. You can come to as many weekend games as you want. Um, there's going to be other things thrown in there where that's, we're only opening the field right now to members. And, um, you know, as time goes on, we're going to give more benefits to members, but that's where we're at right now. Um, and that's the membership. And then the weekend g- games, we're not hundred percent sure on the price yet. Cause we're not doing that, but we're probably looking at 30 or $35. And some people will be like, wow, other places are only 25 and it's a, but yeah, but I want to incentivize people to show up every single weekend. You know, the people, the one-offs, I mean, I don't want to discourage that, but you know, if it's all the same sort of revenue, I'd rather give the benefit to the people who come out all the time. Yeah. Do you feel like that might hurt, uh, like potential growth? Like, yeah, potential growth. Like I understand that you want to have a solid field and you really want to like, make sure that you're, you're taking care of the people who come out there on a regular basis. I feel like that is something that a business person does to take care of their customers anyway. Um, but I, I, maybe it's just, uh, maybe it's just the drink talking, but like, I feel like <laughs> it's, it, it's a little off putting for like somebody who might be new to the sport, who breaks a rule, might not really understand certain things because they're like, let's be honest, even the people who've been doing this for 10 plus years, there's a grace period because some of them are still idiots, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know, I, I would hate for a person who is, you know, going in and this, I'm not like shitting on your rule set by any means necessary. But what I'm saying is, is that like, I'd hate for somebody to break a rule or do something that, you know, like m- could be like the, the community around them be like, bro, you really fucked up. I feel like it would be better for the community to let them know than being banished or banned from the field because of, you know, I don't know if it's a first time offense and then you're out, but like, um, I, I just, I, I, I like what you guys got. And then I'm, I, I just, it makes me cringe a little bit to know that like, there's, there's not a lot of leeway and so there's, maybe I'm just overlooking things a little bit. And that's, that's, no, 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 no. I think that's okay. Those are, those, are, those are very fair criticisms. And you know, the beautiful thing about a soft opening is I'm, I don't know everything. And so right. I might be wrong about something. And we're going to figure that out in a soft opening. And there's also grace, you know, if it's somebody's their first time and you know, maybe I've, you know, they just didn't understand. And, you know, I might have that, you know, that opportunity to be a little bit more lax and you might be right there, but the intent is to, to be strict on the, the things like the BB limits. But what I'll right. say, you know, one, there's another field in town that's much more appealing to newer players, right? Okay. The odds are, you know, we're in a unique situation. The odds are majority of the time, a new player is going to walk into the local airsoft store. who's going to refer them to the local field who's way more forgiving than I am and they're going to play there. And then eventually they're going to come try my place. Or my other plan for new players is I'm going to probably offer new members discounts. If it's your, like your first time to play, um, yeah. charge more for the people who come out once every six months or, you know, it's something, you know, I can figure these things out. The other thing I want to do is I want to allow members, you know, down the road to bring new players for, next to no cost, you know, maybe a small fee, maybe nothing. And now you have a wing person. If, I, if you're a member of, of Lycos Airsoft and you bring a new person and they're not squared away, I mean, part of that's going to fall on you because you brought them and you were supposed to square them away before you brought them. Right. So that those are some of the, the, the different sort of solutions I'm looking at, but I don't have a definite, I'm not a hundred percent. Right. And I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm necessarily looking for a definite because I mean, as somebody who's helped run local events, not national events, you know, I've done some, I've, I've had my toe dipped in that pool, but for the most part, local is where I've had my experience and I know that it is a growing process. So forgive me if my questions are pretty direct and maybe a little harsh, but like, 
Um, I understand that like a lot of the things that go into opening a field and maintaining a field and not only that, but like a healthy thriving community around that, um, there is going to be a grace period and there's going to be a growth period. And, and, uh, and I, I totally get that. So. Yeah. Well, and I, I would definitely say, I've got to say like, if you're a brand new person and you're new to airsoft, I mean, I'm going to be a lot more lenient on, right. oops, I had a 50 extra BBs that I wasn't supposed to have. I'm really more concerned about the regulars. I mean, I'm, I know I've, I've been to fields where like everybody jokingly knows the guy who doesn't call his hits or jokingly. Right. Well, we all we we have that guy. Yeah. We all we, we, have, we know all that know that guy, and we could probably all recite that guy. Yeah, and three of us would have the same guy. Yeah. Well, and and you know, and one thing um, that I I did at the uh, the first time I ran a field is I would just pull people aside and I'd be like, hey man, I've gotten these two complaints about you, um, and they'd say, well, I didn't do it, and a lot of fields would be like, well, I don't have proof, and I'd just be like, man. I'm getting three complaints from different people all saying the same thing that aren't connected. It's not a conspiracy. I, I'm just going to say goodbye. Yeah. I mean, if you got your judgment, you got to make a call. You got to make a call. Like, I mean, I, I get a lot of your initial attitude on the beginning because I've been yeah. in fields where the initial field owner is a pushover and like people get away with dumb stuff all the time. And then the field just oh, yeah. corrupts. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I totally get with your attitude of like, like, Hey, I don't play no bullshit, but there is grace. I agree. And I think I'm in a mission because there is another field in town who has a different mission and has a different goal. And we, since because we are going to have a symbiotic relationship with them and, you know, refer customers back and forth, you know, that might be something that other people aren't willing or can't do, if that makes sense. I was, gonna, I was actually going to ask you about that. It's that I think it's, it's a, it's a easy street to travel down of having, rivaling fields just be shitty to one another. And it really creates this weird toxic divide in the community. Um, and I, I'm really glad that you brought it up that you are wanting to have a relationship with that field as opposed to a rival. And I feel like that is the right mindset to have when it comes to, especially airsoft because of the shaky ground politically, what it is, landowners want nothing to do with it. So like, we're grateful to have a place. And when it's nice, when field owners actually want to work together as opposed to talking shit. So, well, and the problem is like a lot of, and I, I hate to dog on a lot of field owners, but a lot of them just, they don't have experience in the like normal business world. I hate to say that. I actually, yeah. Making a thriving business. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and it, it's winning in airsoft is all about focusing or anything It's focusing on what you're doing, not what the other guy's doing. And the thing is that there's so many, there's so much room for growth in our industry. If our local fields were ran better and were more exciting and more dynamic. And so when I look at the people who've signed up for membership today, a lot of these people are people who haven't played airsoft for six months to a year. And that's just because the other local field isn't their fit. So I'm not really even stealing his customer base. I'm creating a whole new one. And a lot of people just don't get that. That's a good point. No, that's, that's, I think really well said. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody else have any questions or do you have well, anything saw, else you want to so, add? So I saw a couple of things in the, the comments. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump on them real quick. Uh, so right. Greg can answer. Um, where did I see that? Um, what I'm guessing for FPS limits, I'm guessing they're pretty standard of like 400 for rifleman outdoor or like, I'm guessing chronoing by jewel would probably obviously make a lot more sense, but yeah. Yeah. So, so it's just to streamline it. And just to make sure that, um, air guns don't um, overshoot. We're just going to chrono everybody with three twos, streamline the process. And we have those limits on the website. Um, cool. I forget what all the conversions are, but it's, it's, it's the equivalent of 400, but yeah. we're just going to do three twos. Yeah. I think right. it's like 320 or something on a, on a rifle. It just, it just makes it simple. And I'm a big one into simple. I love, you know, I spent quite a bit of time thinking like, how do I not have a line at my, registration booth 
And so, you know, I've designed a process that's all online that you can do ahead of time or the day of from your phone. So you don't have to stand in the line at the registration booth and just stuff like that. And the chrono is just an example of that of, you know, I'm just going to chrono everybody with three tubes. We're not going to have, we're going to have one rule instead of three rules. Yeah. I think, I think that your experience as a, as a, as a, leader uh, for AMS is going to help prepare you for the frustration of telling kid time and time again that there is registration available online and you can bypass this line. The same as telling people to wash their hands. You'd think it would just come naturally, but here we are. (laughs) You know, I have, um, you know, one of the things that I think I did really well at my time with AMS is I had a, I have a unique skill set. You know, my, 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 the business I started when I was 18 years old was it's labor, it's people. And we set up for, for concerts. And so I have my entire life, my job has been to deal with, you know, Oh, we're taking down this Shakira concert and we've got 150 people here all working together to take down this concert. And so I'm, I've become very good at, you know, how do we communicate things very clearly so that we all get on the same page and how do we do things the same way? Um, so I, I do understand what you're saying, but when I ran the field before and when I did the commander stuff, I just, it didn't bother me and I didn't seem to have as hard of a time with that. So I don't know. Sometimes I ramble. So you guys stop me when I do that. No, that's good. No worries. Yep. So uh, you, you've been talking about your, your stop fucking swearing. Sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Sorry, old joke is dead. <laughs> I no, you, you keep you keep uh, talking about your soft opening. What's the tentative, uh, just straight up open date for for everybody? Do you have that set yet, or no? So I'm okay. not going to have a. Uh, you know, we called it a soft opening slash Corona opening. I'm not going to have a hard full opening until I know what the guidelines are going to be on when I can have more than fifty people. Yeah. Because I do have a lot of connections from the AMS days. And when I'm plan- when I have my grand opening, you know, I want it to be several hundred people. Um, and so I'm not going to fully open until I can do that. Yeah. Okay. And are you limiting like the number of members or can anybody be a member right now? Anybody can be a member. And okay. what we're going to do is we're just going to add more days. Okay. You know, right now we can only have so many people. The way that's going to work is it's once you become a member, you can register for the days. Um, once those fill up, it's your spot. Unless someone has it, who's a member who hasn't gotten to play yet, then whoever's played the most will lose their spot and we'll notify you. Hey, you got bumped because you've been at three games the last three weekends and this guy hasn't played yet. Sorry. Um, and then we're just going to open up more days. We're going to do Saturday for now. And then if we get enough people, we're going to do Sundays. And then if we get enough people, we're going to do Fridays. So, and I think the guidelines are going to open up here pretty soon. So, so, I mean, a lot of people also saw kind of, I'm going to go back to it, open it up here again. So people can see uh, just kind of what the field kind of looks like. I mean, it, it's pretty Midwestern, lower South, a lot of just, you know, a lot of good size, like Oak trees and stuff like that. Is, would you consider it, I guess, dense? I mean, we're in the summertime where it's going to have like a lot of vegetation, I guess, just talk a little bit more about the field layout itself. Do you think it's pretty dense? I mean, it looks like by the drone footage, it's got a lot of, you know, trees. Oh, it looks like a small lake potentially. So, yeah. So it's got, it's got uh five ponds on it. Oh, wow. I mean, even the biggest pond, I mean, it's a big pond, but, uh, tank, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but it, it's actually kind of interesting. So where I took that footage, all of the oak trees are kind of, they haven't, they haven't sprouted yet. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of a more scrub oak where I put the, the kind of village and the washouts and a lot of that stuff. But once you get outside of those, the oaks actually about double in size and they've all greened up already. And so you kind of have this in the center where the washouts and the village are, you kind of have this dense low scrub oak. And then as you move away from that into uh, what we have labeled, there's the Tudor Burke forest. And then we don't have it labeled, but if you go uh, north uh, west on that map, those woods, they really become much larger oaks and you have a lot less dense underbrush. So you kind of, and then you have areas that are uh, lots of washouts and then some open, open field kind of areas. I'm most excited about the washouts. I think the washouts are going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I pulled out the map so everybody can see. Yeah, it's no, it's super cool. It's definitely a good size for sure. I mean, it's yeah, it's really cool. 
Yeah. Well, and I think it's, uh, you know, I talked a little, I put a couple of videos up of the, again, of those washouts, but they're kind of, they're about 20 feet deep, some of them. Um, and you've got rows of like five of them just stacked in a row. So it's like you're in trench 20 feet deep, then you get over the hill and then there's another trench that's 20 feet deep and then you get over that one and there's another one and then another one and they go for hundreds of feet. So I'm pretty excited about playing in those. I feel like you should turn your field on the off season into a Spartan race. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's definitely basically what I'm hearing is that this is like a Spartan race that you can play airsoft on. (laughs) <laughs> I did I did have uh, Coco out who has been helping me so much and I really appreciate that but he did tell me at one point he's like Greg I'm not going up that fucking hill he's like you need to build me some fat man friendly trails and I was like, <laughs> yeah dude airsoft is a fat man like you gotta you gotta help some kids out <laughs> well we worked on it so hey Greg is gonna be the first airsoft field to have weight restrictions it's <laughs> gonna happen <laughs> Uh, I, I support it fully. <laughs> Screw you, fatties. Oh, man. No, for the for when Titan Milsom had their own field for a little bit, you know, we're playing at like eight, almost 9,000 feet in elevation. So, like, it was definitely not fat kid friendly. Like, it was a lot of hills. So, yeah. It was. It was we, uh, we, we witnessed a kid drop out in the first five minutes of an AMS game last year, two years ago. Dude, it was that- the most depressing thing I've ever witnessed. So the first year, first year I won Broken Home, I won it because I brought, I organized cases of water. That was my trick. That was my secret to winning was I organized a logistics train for cases of water. But this is before AMS would provide them and just like dump them off on the fields. So everybody was drinking out of the tanks, but the tanks taste nasty. So no one would drink them. So that's how we won. (laughs) Which, which, which broken home was, like, was your first? You get on the field drunk, and then we're having a real hard time. Yeah. What <laughs> I mean, uh, what what broken home were you the commander for? What was your it first? Was one? Back, it was I think it was broken. I think it was broken home two, three, and four. But if someone said I was wrong, yeah, I them. but I, I think, was there. I think three I was, was three was the second game I ever played. Yeah, I was super. I was super. They. I was super butthurt at three because of those invincible SUVs. I yeah. was. I was. A, I was a grumpy baby about those. <laughs> well, I think that was the one where one side had like ten had like ten trucks and we had zero. It yeah. seemed like. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even the fact that we had zero. It was the fact that they had they had like playing card holes that they shot out of. Yeah. And they just blew through all of our rockets. We just ran out of rockets. And you couldn't do anything because before they they modified the POV rules. Yeah, which rolled us. Yeah. So I mean, I, I know it's probably still kind of hard to guesstimate with a soft opening and a lot of other stuff you have to figure out. Do you think you have any kind of timeline of when you could realistically see an opening date? Is it like a month from now? Two months from now? Man, I would hope I would hope that we would be able to do, you know, uh, well, let's say, well, I say we're going to do we're going to try to do it in phases. So I would say when we take off the membership restriction, it's probably going to be in a month or a month and a half. Cool. So it's it's right around the corner for people. Yeah, we're, we're not planning on actually having a full grand opening and pushing to get, you know, tons of people out until probably I would say, you know, August, September. I'd really like to have a lot of stuff built before we have. You makes know, sense yeah people come i mean if they just start coming they start coming but cool so i've got a question that might be a little bit more administrative but what's the parking situation out there <laughs> uh, so we have a in area that is about six acres of parking it's all pretty it always stays dry even when we get nice nice down forward. we've got some old growth oak which is really nice, some big tall stuff. So there's plenty of shade. So you'll actually get to park in the shade. It's a really nice staging area. Cool. That's a good, that's a good sign. Cause uh, yeah, cause there was a local field that burned down here called Kiowa Creek. I don't know if you ever heard about that, but there was like a little tiny area for shade and it was a great field. It had a lot of dense forest, but the, it's the route is obviously it's a Creek in the middle of the Midwest. So you get all your Oak and stuff that grow along the path of the, 
the obviously the river or creek and then nothing. So yeah, it was a uh, it had shade on the field, but that was about it. So yeah. Well, we lucked out because that was going to be the stage area area no matter what, and it just happens to have some nice big trees in it. Nice, it's a good sign. Cool, man. Well, that's I mean that's super exciting for you. I don't know if any of the the chat has any more uh, questions or anything like that or. Speaking of the chat, Derek, our other host, you our son fifth of a host, bitch, get in here. Watching the stream, but he's not in the chat. I'm really curious as to why. Disappointed in you, boy. He literally has nothing to do. He's the least important person <laughs> in doing? the United States. You have one hamster that runs your internet. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Tell Jorge to snort a line and let's let's get it on. Come on. Yeah. Anyway. I know that as a native Oklahoman, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the field. I'm pumped that it's 10 minutes from my house. I'm going to be yeah. out there a lot. Yeah. A you lot. were pretty, like, it was, it was genuinely awesome to watch you. He's like, dude, there's a field opening up. It's going to be awesome. And like, he would, he was fucking boasting about it. That like all day today. <laughs> yeah. It went from, it went from, I heard a rumor to there's a field opening to, I want to, we're going to have this guy on tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was we're, a very quick transition into yeah. where we're at right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm super, super, super excited. Well, especially, especially because it focuses more on the on the Milsim side of things. That uh, really appeals to me. So, uh, we had somebody else ask in the comments, uh, "What kind of wildlife do you typically see out at, at the field? Is there like any thing that people should be kind of concerned about when it comes to like snakes or anything like that?" But I haven't seen any venomous snakes. I'm sure they're out of out there. I've seen some black snakes that like to climb through trees once. Uh, but they weren't venomous. Um, I don't know what they were. They just, they didn't have the the right shape to the head, you know? Um, and then I, um, you know, lots of turkey, lots of deer. I would say the biggest problem is right now, since there's cattle on it um, and it hasn't been treated, the ticks are insane. So bring tons of DEET. By next year, I'm going to have a whole sprayer and I'm going to go around and spray that whole field and kill all the ticks, but we're not there right now. And the ticks are crazy. So bring your D. I mean, that, that kind of makes sense for that part of the country. Everybody knows that broken home is the land oh, of the ticks. Yeah. So, it's a, it's yeah. a tick fest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be about, about the same as broken home right now. I mean, every time I go out there and work, you know, I, I spray myself down with the deet and I still find one at least. So bring the D. Yeah. Lyme disease sucks. <laughs> it's not a good time. Yeah. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> <Don't have a laughs> yeah, no, it was actually, I've been pleasantly surprised. No, no snakes. I mean, obviously the part of the country we're in, we have the possibility of copperheads, but I just haven't seen any. So. Um, yeah. somebody asked what for like, I guess for part of your soft opening or potentially the future of the regular scheduled opening, what days are they going to be typically, you guys are typically going to be open. Is it like basically a weekend thing or as obviously more people come in, it'll be more throughout the week. Like what's your kind of plan for, I guess the beginning. So, well, so, so right now it's just, it's really just going to be based upon how many members we get until we open and then again again it just it depends on how many people come out um you know it depends on how many people like what we're doing um but uh i would definitely say that right now every saturday is in the cards and i would guess that every sunday is probably going to happen but that's probably uh fridays again if things go crazy and a lot of members join up and we need to get them fitted in we'll do fridays but i don't know how sustainable that's going to be long term so cool I mean, that's I mean, a pretty kind of what I expected or most people probably did is like, you know, that's a lot of starting air, airsoft fields. Obviously, it comes with time for more days being open. So, yeah. Awesome. And you uh, you had mentioned briefly um, about pot. Are you going to have a pro shop out there or somebody taking care of the uh, your BB sales and all that stuff? Is that going to be the local store or is that going to be just you? You know, I talked to him about doing the pro shop and um, his response. He wasn't very excited about it. Um, okay. Build something. I'd like him to do it um, because I'd like, you know, the players out there to get to associate that, you know, with, with him being the local store. I'm a big right. 
local yeah. uh, local stores and supporting the local stuff. Um, but you know, right now that doesn't look like that's what's going to happen, and which just okay. means we're going to have a few things out there. Yeah. Again, yeah. My, my my vision and my dream is not to take money out of his pocket. So yeah. So. Uh, I would assume you're going to have rentals. Do you have like any idea of like a price on like rentals or? So we don't have any, we don't have any rentals right now. Okay. You know, so no, right now we're only open to members and um, you know, I'm kind of assuming that if you sign up to become a member for a guaranteed thing every month, you're already in there. Right. Yeah. So the, the you know, we have, we, we have been looking at a rental fleet and I'm sure by the time we start opening to the public, we will have a rental fleet. But. Okay. Oh, are you shit? I'm back. <laughs> Jesus, Cole. Yeah, anyway. We missed you. Sorry. I had, a, I had a fucking work call come through. Is that what they call taking a deuce now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Take well, me, I, I had to rub one a work call. There, so that was the, a big steamy work call. A big <laughs> steamy meaty work call with a wonderful finish. Oh, uh, <laughs> so you, you nasty! You guys were talking about what uh, the rental weapons that he's that he's looking at. Yeah, well, we were just talking about if the field was going to have rentals. But another question I have is: uh, Is there going to be anybody that has like a? Are you going to have a tech on site potentially? Was a question <laughs> I just saw. So, I mean, um, I have a lot of players uh, who are uh, very very good. And they might have their stuff, but we're not going to have a tech on site for now. So. I mean, again, it's beginning stages of a field, guys. So, it, so yeah. techs, techs on site have an interesting uh, dynamic because the problem is there's never enough techs to deal with all the broken shit. It's just not possible. Techs have got a good tech specifically have got a very long turnaround time for the most part, like at least a, at least a couple of weeks to a month. I've noticed the real, real good dudes can fix small stuff on the spot. But if you've got a field that's pulling in, you know, 40 to 100 kids, you're going to get 20 guns every single weekend, every single open play because shit breaks all the time. And they everyone seems to think their stuff can be fixed immediately. And then it creates this backlog if they're associated with the field where the kids are harassing them and we're going to get my shit back and I need my stuff. And, you know, it's just it seems like it's a bigger headache than it's worth, at least for me, looking on the outside of it. I don't know if you've had much experience with that side of things, but. Man, when I sense to me, yeah, I, I, I honestly never heard of techs on the field. That's a, that a new concept. Yeah. <laughs> Deepweb down here in North Texas, which is a smaller field, um, they've got zero from X Customs is on site running the actual games, and he fixes shit the entire day, basically. Which is a nice, it's convenient, and he's one of the best techs I've ever run into. He should be sponsoring us with as much as he can talk about. (laughs) (laughs) How much free shit, or how much free fix shit we get from him? Good God. Yeah. Oh, fucking A. Anyways. God damn, I missed a lot. I'm sorry. That's uh, recently had a a new job that I started. Fucking anytime that my regional manager calls, I'm like, oh, fuck. A new position though, or is this a whole new job? Same, same. So a same position, but I'm getting paid what I was supposed to be getting paid when I initially got promoted. Uh-huh. Are you the assistant to the regional manager now? I, I'm the assistant to the <laughs> jerk off man, <laughs> the towel guy for the regional uh, manager. So I'm the one that catches the load and the little, little napkin and folds it up and throws it away. That's uh, what I do. Makes sense now. They call him. He's a cleanup boy. But <laughs> have you guys gone over if he's going to do large scale events? At the yeah, you're yet? so far behind, Cole. We've literally oh, asked every just, question you could possibly. Hey, hey, hey you shut your fucking mouth. I would ask better questions. Cole. <laughs> oh God. All right. Okay. I missed. I missed the whole goddamn show. Jesus well, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, and Corey anyway. actually. Corey yeah. actually talked. Yeah, yeah, I, did, I did. I did talk. I did. <laughs> My mouth works this week. Anyway, uh, Greg, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I'm super excited. Uh, I know Cole's already said he's going to come up and play for sure than driving yeah. distance. You know, we've gone down to D14 once. So, well, and I've been looking for me and Derek have been looking for a good excuse to uh, meet up with Cole and Corey outside of <coughs> normal AMS events. So we yeah. might have to make that a thing. So when this big, huge hundred plus player grand opening happens, we'll be there. Hookers and blow. Fun. Yep, for yeah. sure. I'm I'll, I'll, I'm done to go because yeah we we all want to make a make a we've got to fucking yeah. hey like good, all right so I they have I haven't gotten clarification on whether Southern Front is still happening right on top of Copperhead 
or if they're pushing Copperhead back or what the deal is with that. Cause obviously Southern front's my backyard. So I'm going to hit both. Well, I feel like it's it, 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 the further and further we go along, the further it looks like we're not going to have a summer airsoft. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm hitting Copperhead regardless cause it's in September. But if Southern Front's right here, I'll fucking I'll drop a D14 and do that bullshit too. Yeah, I think they're back to back. I thought it was they, uh, they, September, that's October. I, that's what I was saying. They are back to back. So I I don't see the point in everyone coming down for Southern Front unless you guys just really want to. But Corey and I can hit Southern Front like it's yeah, it's like two hours away. Hours. Definitely yeah. make drive. Not a biggie, especially with that bougie ass trailer you got now. Yep, it is bougie. Well, anyway, uh, you guys are planning on sticking around and playing games, correct? Potentially. Yeah, I know. I, we gotta we gotta make a consensus, like if that's the plan or not. Yeah, I I probably have to update, so I'm out. You should probably get that <laughs> the fucking giant goddamn update. Yeah, Call of Duty sucks. It is a fucker and a half. Oh, uh, speaking of, I we didn't touch on this at all, or maybe you guys did, and I just wasn't fucking listening. KDBA sent a couple of us this new Ronin T10 to do videos on. Um, I'm going to try to get mine out this week, this weekend. We may throw it up on the ASAP page. Uh, don't expect anything profound because I can't edit and I can't I you're going to say professional, but yeah. <laughs> or professional. don't, don't expect much of anything. I can't believe Tom actually sent this to me. I was surprised. <laughs> uh, the only reason I got the, the QRF so quick is, is I fucking drove down there and did everything for them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. So the KWA right now is doing a, like kind of a, a home exercise kit, with uh, three other different pistols, their M9, their uh, ATP, and their uh, 1911. Mm-hmm. The T10 is their new. Um, it's a new AR platform. It's a it's their Ronin series, so it's just a it's a more it's a 10 inch version of their their shorty, the KWA Ronin. Um, it's got, I like it. The build quality is fantastic so far. I'm not gonna spill all the beans, but it's got a couple of features that I'm like, mm, that's fucking dumb. So we'll uh, I'll definitely touch on that whenever I go over the review. Uh, I already called him Warren Tom. I was like, man, there's some shit on this that I'm not super, super down with so far, but we'll see. Maybe I'll change my mind. Yeah. Yep. All right, Eric, you want to take us out? Uh, well, here, let me go ahead and you caught me off guard. Well, here, I got something right. to it's talk. I got something to talk about real quick with hey, uh, the discord, by the way, haven't worked on it because work's been busy as fuck, but I had an idea. I want you guys to give ideas for categories in the discord. Um, If there's something that you guys feel like needs to be there for the memes, uh, let me know in the comments of what you guys want to do for the discord and I'll pick out some good ones. But um, yeah, I'll build that right off. We right after we get off this. So we do. Yeah. I was gonna say we do have a battle plan to kind of roll out a YouTube, which is gonna be a lot more like vlogging style shit. Uh, a Twitch mixer, which obviously be games and whatnot. We'll get the whole stream bullshit set up for that, and then the Discord app. Yeah, yeah. hopefully it'll be some cool stuff. Yeah. One more, one more announcement. Uh, our buddy, and if you play AMS events, you probably oh, yeah. know him, uh, Mendoza. Probably one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, there was an in- nicest human being on the planet. Yeah, for serious. Um, there was an incident involving his significant other where she was like injured in an attack by another person. Uh, they have a GoFundMe set up. I don't know if we have. Do we have that that link? I do not have the chain? link. No. Well, let, me, uh, let me let me find it right quick, and I'll uh, yeah, let's track that down and get that because and I'll post I mean, it up. We can make an individual stabbed. post for it. She was stabbed five times. Is five the deal. times? Yeah, yeah. Somebody was vandalizing one of their cars. She happened to be out there. There's the story is it's an ex boyfriend's new girlfriend, and shit just went completely sideways. Um. Yeah, obviously we 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 hope and pray that she recovers and they catch that fucking piece of shit and they can move on with their lives because I'm sure she is just completely traumatized from the event. You don't just get over something like getting stabbed five yeah. times, but they do. Uh, Mendoza is not a guy who like reaches out and pesters people for stuff. No. Uh, so this yeah. go this GoFundMe is for one a little bit out of character, but it's something that he it, he wouldn't do it unless he really needed it or thought it was right. You know. Yeah. So he's yeah. a great dude, and we. Well known in the industry for sure. So our, yeah, our hearts go out to them. Like I know, like I think she's okay. She's totally okay. She, she, I think she's made it out of. It's just the psychological and like you know, like obviously there's you got medical expenses and whatnot, and we definitely want to support him 
and and his endeavors. He's just one of the most positive people in 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 the circle of. No, yeah. she she was not stabbed in their stuff game. This is how no. that happened. Yeah, no, this was this was at their. I think right outside where complex. they live. But I think there's a little bit more about the story. I think he even has some news articles maybe along with that GoFundMe. But yeah. So definitely, you know, pitch in whatever the hell you can. You know, five bucks, dollar, hundred dollars. Nobody gives it, but just yeah. throw something in there because he's got, he, he's one of the few people that deserves it. Yeah. When I get, I get paid next week and I'm going to, I'm going to drop some money on it. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yep. Drop some money on it. Share it around. Take care uh, link, of them. Uh, we we I, I believe we just dropped the link uh, in the comment section. So yep. go ahead and click on that. Um, send whatever you can if you can. Uh, if not, I mean, just you know. Yeah. Crazy I think, shit up, man. I pinned it. I think that means it's at the top now. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, on on top of that, we I know we've been hearing a lot of requests for like shirts and other shit. So if you guys want to see stuff, we need to get a head count of kind of an idea of what how many of y'all will actually buy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and a few times you motherfuckers will be like, I want shirts, I want stickers. And we got shirts and stickers and nobody bought anything. So yeah. I don't think we really have we don't have an outlet for it at the moment, not really. Not, no, no. We I mean you, we've got the website still. But. Yeah. Yeah. So just be looking for updates. Yeah. Uh, like I said, things have been crazy with the corona and all that stuff. My work schedule's been bouncing around. I know Cole's had some adjustments with his work and yeah. everybody else has. So we're I think we're we're on the verge of going back to some semblance of normalcy. Yeah, so Texas, we'll Texas is going full fucking yippee ki and trying yeah, to I'm, open shit. I'm, it's a, it, yeah, tomorrow's opening day for Oklahoma, and so I'm going straight to the lake. Be on them streets, yeah. just fucking trying to survive. Fortunately, I won't be at work because everybody's going to be drunk and crashing into everything. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the, let me tell you the one the best part about the coronavirus is like DUIs have tanked because the bars are closed. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I'm sure. On that note, raise a glass. <laughs> we toast to you, Phil. This dumpster fire has finally come to an end. Oh. The Serious Air Stuff podcast is based around a terrible idea that people actually want to listen to grown men talk about toy guns and their adventures using them. And with a lack of follow through, it's a fucking miracle that we've got to episode 40, right? We're Holy episode- shit. Yep. Yeah, it is 40. Fucking it's a. Big 40. 4-0. If you like what you heard, great. Let us know. If you don't, keep that shit to yourself because we don't do constructive criticism. Remember, call your hits. Don't let the Edmund see you drinking. And we'll see you next time in episode 41. Does our, does our show officially hit a midlife crisis now? Do we need to start? Yeah, we're right there. Uh, yeah. And thanks for coming on, Greg. Yeah, thank owner, you, Greg. Owner. Appreciate uh, best it. Of luck, man. Uh, Greg, let people know where they can find you. If you're on Facebook, tell them where they can find you on Facebook. If you got a Twitter account, tell them all that bullshit. Uh, yeah, so we're on we're on Facebook, uh, and you can just go to Lycosairsoft, and then we also have a website, and it's lycosairsoft.com. Cool. L-Y-K-O-S, because we know you fucking degenerates can't spell. I can't spell. Uh, yep. <laughs> it's in the comments if you can't spell, if you're, if you're dumb. So, thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for coming on.